Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 235 of the Phantom Medicine Rocks podcast for Sunday, January 15, 2012 on tonight's show. Coming up in just a few minutes will be Greg Masters from Zanate Media. He was uh, just at the uh, CES conference, the biggest tech- technology conference in the United States, in my opinion. He was uh, taking the um, health track there, the uh, Digital Health Summit at the uh, 2012 CES, and did a great job of uh, tweeting out from that. Uh, check out uh, their website at zanatemedia.com, X-A-N-A-T-E media.com. Uh, so we'll be talking about that and uh, maybe some other stuff here. Uh, maybe a short show tonight. <laughs> Not feeling that great, so we'll see if I can hang on here. So uh, all that coming up and a lot more on episode 235 of the Phantom Medicine Rocks podcast, starting right now. <laughs> Medicine and social media. This is the Pan Medicine Rocks podcast for Sunday, January 15, 2012. I'm your host, Mike Savella, a family physician and social media enthusiast. What is this show about? I tell people uh, that this is social media through the eyes of a family physician. I encourage you to uh, check out the website at uh, familymedicinerocks.com. Shout out to all 8,184 people following me on Twitter. Thank you so much for that. It's Dr. Mike Sevilla, Dr. Mike Sevilla. Also, uh, shout out to all, uh, let me see here, 321 people who are uh, friends of the Facebook page or like the Facebook page. Thank you so much uh, for that. And today is Sunday, January 15, 2012. It is 10 p.m. Eastern time and uh, here at family medicine rocks world headquarters it is a balmy nine degrees fahrenheit very cold here this time of year but it is january so but greg is out there on the west coast in uh, san diego i believe so we'll get a weather report from him uh when he uh, calls in probably a little bit warmer than nine degrees so uh, how was your weekend out there, uh, kids? A uh, little bit busy around here in these parts, trying to catch up and keep ahead of things. A little bit difficult, but I hope your weekend is winding up there uh, pretty well. And uh, we'll be able just to catch the uh, healthcare social media chat here uh, this evening. I was lurking because uh, I was doing all this tremendous show prep for this show. Not really. It's a little bit... 
little bit lazy, but uh, pretty, pretty good chat over there uh, this uh, this evening there at the uh, healthcare social media chat. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, it is uh, Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, so that'll be uh, definitely definitely check that out. So we'll be talking uh, CES here this evening, the Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, geek stock or nerd stock or whatever you want to call it, the uh, biggest technological conference in the United States. Uh, and uh, just coming up uh, just a couple of minutes here will be uh, Greg Masters from Zanate Media. Check out their website at xanatemedia.com. They have some videos there as well. And uh, so I encourage you to uh, check that out. So we'll be talking about that just a little bit here. But first, I do want to thank, uh, thank Blog Talk Radio for uh, – Having me be a featured host here on the network, thank you so much for that. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005 with over 200 of these Block Talk radio shows. And if you're curious, yes, I'm a real doctor. I am a family physician and full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office here in beautiful but cold northeastern Ohio. So I will take my break uh, right here. And that's the big will be Greg Masters of ZanateMedia.com. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution. Just Google FM Revolution for more information. Also a member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts. You can get there by going to ProMedNetwork.com, and we will be right back. Family Medicine's leading voice in social media in my own mind. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast on a Sunday night here on the Block Talk Radio Network. And on the line with us, uh, we have right now, I think via Skype, this is uh, Greg Masters from ZanateMedia.com. Uh, Greg, uh, welcome back to the show there, my friend. Well, hey, Mike. Good to hear you, and thanks for the invite. Hell, so, uh, hey, you know, I, I, I was... Uh, uh, Keeping track of your Twitter, you're a two uh, health guru on Twitter, and it looks like you had a, quite an adventure last week, which we'll get into a little bit later. I did want to get into the content uh, first here because I did want to talk a little bit later of the great town of uh, was it Fontana, California, where we had some adventures. But uh, why don't we talk a little bit first about the uh, Digital Health Summit and at ZanateMedia.com. You guys had some good uh, videos there, but uh, give me your impressions of the uh, of the Digital Health Summit from uh, CES there, Greg. Well, I would say if you have never been to CES before, it's an absolute treat, uh, and it it can actually be a a tad bit overwhelming because over the three, four days of the event, uh, they calculate that over 150,000 people attended. And if you can visualize uh, a convention center that would be the equivalent of three football fields enclosed, Basically, that's the kind of ground that you're covering, and it's full with exhibitors, some of the most amazing sort of displays that you've seen from LG, Sony, Qualcomm, you name it. I mean, incredible buzz. And this is the second year that we went, um, our team at Sonate Media, 
And um, last year, uh, we were um, more on the floor and uh, talking to uh, exhibitors and uh, getting getting, uh, sort of man and woman on the floor type interviews of participants as well as sponsor conference organizers and exhibitors. And this year, we're more focused. And I was primarily uh, uh, attending the the health side of things, the digital health perspective. And there was a... um, the third annual Digital Health Summit that was held on uh, the 11th and 12th of January. And uh, that's sponsored by, it was organized by Jill Gilbert, who co-produced the Digital Health Summit. And she put together just a supreme program. In fact, um, if anything, it needs to be a little sort of downtime in there because it's just nonstop sessions, uh, day one, day two. So, uh, the, it kicked off on Wednesday, 9 o'clock, uh, with Visionaries Changing the Face of Digital Health. And wow. it, was moderated, it was moderated by um, Ira Flato, who has the Science Friday program on, on NPR. I don't know if you, you've listened to Ira, but he has uh, he staked uh, you know, a, a, a high-standing and high-authoritative voice in the science uh, domain. And um, the panelists were Greg Lussier, Chairman and CEO of Life Technologies, Dr. Eric Topol, who's Chief Academic Officer of the Scripps Translational Science Institute and Vice Chair of the West Wireless Health Institute, and author of a a book that was just released at CES called The Creative Destruction of Medicine, which is a Mm. a rather interesting, interesting perspective. And uh, and the Dr. Reed Tuxen, who's the Executive Vice President and Chief of Medical Affairs of the United Health Group. And they did sort of five-minute intros, which then led into a Q&A, a panel Q&A. And, and I got most of that uh, on Gorilla Video. And if you go to Zenith's <laughs> site, <laughs> you, can, uh, you can actually uh, get uh, the line-item detail of their, of their comments. But uh, just to quickly summarize, Life Technologies is a, is a biotech company here in San Diego. And... Um, uh, it's in very directly the biomarker space and the personalized medicine space, and they announced the um, what's it called? The, they have now the uh, genome sequencer, the proton. I know I have this somewhere, which is now available. You know, it used to take uh, months to do a, a, a genome sequencing, and now they've got it down to. Push a button and it produces a result in uh, you know within several hours, and I believe wow. it's down to about thousand dollars to buy this unit. And if, if you know Daniel Kraft, uh, Daniel Kraft from um, uh, Future Med and Singularity University. Oh yeah, yeah. Daniel, yeah, Daniel was uh, Daniel tweeted that uh, is the single most key takeaway from CES was this Life Technologies. Uh, Sequencing unit and uh, and he's standing by it, you know, giving a thumbs up with a nice little picture of Daniel. Um, Dr. Topol um, is, you know, we need more of Dr. Topol's. Dr. Topol is a uh, um, a very visionary cardiologist and on the front end of medicine, he, he definitely knows what some of the problems are. And uh, all I can say is, God bless him. Go, go out and buy his book, The Creative Destruction of Medicine. Uh, you will. You absolutely enjoy this man. He, he's um, he's hard to sort of 
summarize because uh, I don't I won't do him um, justice to summarize him, but his comments were very profound, and he's an enabler of the digital health revolution and someone you definitely want to follow. And then Reed Tuxen, who's essentially the chief medical officer of United Health Group, and he said some things you just would not expect from a medical director of a health plan. I mean, to the extent that uh, that he is somewhat representative of this new psychology at United Health Plan, then I somewhat have some hope for the future of the American health plan industry. But clearly, three people very much talking about digital health, the application of technology, specifically enabling wireless and mobile technologies to how one can improve their health, and they did a very powerful job in that opening session. Wow. I mean, it's just uh, – and I do, I do see the gorilla video here at desinantiamedia.com, and uh, um, it did a pretty good job with that. Uh, they, they look like it's a pretty good quality, and uh, the, the video and the audio quality looks uh, – Pretty well. Uh, I'm sure. I'm surprised that uh, that uh, they didn't get commandeered there, uh, uh, Greg. Did, did they know that you were doing that? Oh yeah. No, they were very. Jill Gilbert et al. were very receptive. In fact, um, um, there was a debut of uh, Scientific American as a partner in uh, the Digital Health Summit conference events, and they were doing full-blown video, uh, audio and so forth, and this will all be prepackaged and I believe will be made available uh, without cost on the digital health uh, website It's uh, in the not-too-distant future. But, no, they were very friendly to press. There was were, were press, and they certainly encouraged, you know, this is all part of the digital revolution. You're not sitting in the front row with, a, with an iPhone or an iPad, but, you know, they want to get the word out, and it was a standing-room-only crowd basically for both days. So... No, they they were they were very uh, social media friendly. Now I saw on your Twitter stream there that uh, it, it's no longer cool to call it uh, M Health or Mobile Health. It is Digital Health. Is that is that right? I think that's what I recall seeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so so did I, um and I, and I think I heard on one of your podcasts that they, they, there's a tie-in, or, or these are the same people that are organizing a digital health summit in San Diego later this year. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. In June, there'll be another conference here in San Diego. And uh, well, what's the, that's okay. That's okay. It's uh, yeah. well, What's the weather like out there, Greg, right now? It's Because uh, it's really cold up here. Well, we've been having mild weather. Of course, I'm back now since uh, yesterday, probably in the uh, 50s and 60s. Wow. I'm just, I'm just so jealous. What's it like in the Ohio you, Valley? You guys uh, wrap up, uh, and uh, it's on the Block Talk Radio Network here. It's it's uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> What's the show called? Uh, Digital Health. Uh, um uh, this week in digital oh. health, I think that's what oh, it's this called. Week, this week in digital media, the one you're talking about, one that media. I do. Yeah, that's right. That's we're, right. Yeah, we, yeah. We, you we and your uh, your uh, reliable sidekick there, uh, Lon Levin, I believe his name, and uh, very entertaining uh, summers. I believe it was day one and day three, and uh, that really appreciated that because it was uh, didn't couldn't be there. And uh, you guys really took us into the uh, into the conference and into all those thousands of people trying to uh, get through CES. Well, you know, if you can't be there, 
then I've always taken the perspective of there are a lot of people who would like to be there but for whatever reason can't make it and and are hungry and interested in this kinds of information. So I kind of look at it from the perspective of someone. I don't take for granted what I'm seeing, and I and I, I try and remember that there are people who aren't here who, who might be interested in it. So that's generally the perspective we have. But let me share the story because you just brought it up. We we uh, we drove to Las Vegas from from Los Angeles, and we uh, we stopped in Fontana at a Starbucks, um, and um, got some coffee, did a little work there, just prep stuff and so forth, and uh, and took off. And we drove all the way to Las Vegas, and I left my backpack, which included my uh, my Mac, my MacBook, and my iPad, wow, and my wow. ID and ev- everything I needed. And I didn't realize that until we got out of the car at the hotel in Las Vegas. And I looked. I said, "Where's my backpack?" We looked at each other, and I sort of turned white. And um, so, you know, I. I I grabbed my phone, my smartphone, and uh, looked up Starbucks in uh, in Fontana. Called them, and they said, "I, you know, I said quietly but desperately, <laughs> I was just there a couple of hours ago, and I I left a backpack that someone turned in." She puts the phone down, and comes back. Yes, we have it here. You know, I went, "Oh, great!" So, the following morning at O Dark Thirty, I drove back from Las Vegas to Los Angeles to pick it up, and then returned. So it was an inauspicious beginning, but uh, it actually got better during the week. So, so let, <laughs> yeah. let me take you on a little tour of maybe just some of the highlights, okay? In yeah, terms go ahead. Of company, com- companies and products. Um, and there's there's uh, lots of good summaries out there, but um, um, you can, with this uh, mobile these mobile health apps, now you can um, examine your ears. There's a developer, CellScope. Uh, they put together a magnifying attachment that will turn any smartphone camera into a mini microscope, which allows users to capture high-resolution images of their outer and, and middle ears and email them to doctors for assessment. Future versions could include software that recommends triage treatment. Amazing. Second one here is take your blood pressure. Wivings. Blood pre- with the Wythings, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S, blood pressure monitor. Once users plug this device into an iPhone or iPad or iTouch, they can see their data displayed in graph form and send them to doctors anywhere. And this is one of my favorites. Uh, Dr. Dave Alpert with, uh, has a company called AliveCore, and he developed a product for uh, called um, uh, iPhone ECG. It's a mobile electrocardiogram, clinical-grade electrocardiogram recorder, which is basically an iPhone case assembled with electrosensors that lets anyone perform a routine heart checkup by pressing a smartphone to their chest, or conversely, you can hold it in your hands, cup it in your hands, and this means you, as a patient, could share weekly or even daily readings with your physician. You know, I, I just think that's kind of amazing. Uh, Body Media has put out a, a wristband where you can count your calories with uh, calorie burn with precision. Unlike services that calculate calories burned solely from GPS or pedometer data, these wearable sensors and companion iOS and Android apps take all into account heart rate, perspiration, skin temperature, and heat dissipation, along with time spent lying down and sleeping. The accuracy rate is an unprecedented 95%. Okay. 
analyze your wow. books? Wow. I mean, I'm 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 just I'm just uh, searching some of these here as you're as you're talking, and uh, uh, this just look amazing. I mean, it's just uh, these these products are just some of them are so small, or and or they're apps, um, and uh, it's uh, and, and it looks like um, looking at some of them that they're available right now. It's not something that we have to wait for, um, as with other types of CES products. Correct. And, oh, by the way, I did tweet this earlier in the link. It's titled, What Dr. Smartphone Can Do For You. It's an infographic that was published on Fast Company. So rather than me sort of uh, running through these, I, I'll just hit those highlights and let you take a look at them. But um, it's pretty fascinating stuff. You know, CES is sort of loud, shiny objects. Uh, it's easy to get lost there. But what's becoming clear to a lot of the, the commentators who have been – this is the 44th annual event that they've had. This is a record-breaking event. They had 20,000 new product launches across the board, not just health, obviously. But wow. the, the underlying theme here is not just the latest and greatest gadget just to consume. It's all about connectivity and social applications. So they're getting the clear signal that it's not just about something new and groovy, the latest and greatest, the new new thing kind of thing, but it's like, okay, what does it do for me? You know, and how does it integrate with my life? How does it integrate in my workflow, if you will, and does it add value to my life? So they're pretty clear about that, and, you know, social media is right in the middle of it. Um, and, and uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of industry type of people there, including, you know, think people like insurance companies and things. And, uh, you know, our, our payers are, are, you know, um, payers and insurance companies. And, and I mean, are, are they, um, you know, uh, grasping this as well or, or, or encouraging it or engaging it or what, you know, I, I know, you know, there were some keynote speakers there. What did they have to say about some of these, uh, ideas and products? Well, here's a story that I got uh, directly from United Healthcare. Um, they um, had uh, this is the second year that they were in attendance. I, I didn't see anyone else and from the health plan community, but United Health Group. They were there last year. They had a 350 foot uh, booth. This year they had a 3500 square foot booth. Wow! And they were in digital health in a very very big way. And I, I don't know if this was some perk of their uh, sponsorship commitment or what, but United Health Group claimed the Twitter handle CES Health at CES. Yeah, Health interesting. Is what is United Health Group? And if you go to their site at CESHealth.org, you'll find they did nice sort of recaps and United Health Group news and daily sort of highlights one, two, three. And they walk you through it. So they, they've been, you know, rather impressive uh, and made obviously a very substantial commitment to the digital health market. Uh, I did not see any similar type commitment from any other health plan. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Um, hmm. Uh, and, and I know that Lon got a lot of good, you know, non-medical type of stuff too, because he's uh, um uh, interested in I think, a lot of writing and that type of thing. So it sounds like he had a nice conference as well. Well, he's an artist, a, a illustrator, designer, and in uh, a published uh, children's book author. So he spends a lot of time on the digital Hollywood side and got some nice sort of floor impressions. Uh, we, we put a couple of brief pieces up, which gives you a feel for what it's like to be there, which is, 
you know, a lot of people head down, deep crowds all looking at their their smartphones, which is kind of cute. But you know, before we leave this digital health, let me. This is going to really. It'll be interesting to see how this impacts the optometry market. But there's a company called Inetra, and it's listed here as Fix Your Vision. In lieu of visiting an optometrist, Inetra helps people find their refractive error, the number used to determine an eyeglass prescription, by looking into an eyepiece and aligning patterns on their smartphone screens. Icatra uses similar tech spots to uses a similar technology to spot cataracts. <laughs> the status wow. is available in early 2012 in Brazil, India, and Mexico, and the price point is under $30, including the attachment. And I go, oh, my God. <laughs> That's probably a good thing for people, but I don't know about the optometry profession. <laughs> uh, wow. I mean, you, you, I mean, there was a lot of lectures. It was like you talked to a lot of people. I mean, it's uh, – uh, what, what other products do you have there? It sounds, it sounds like you have a, a whole list of things uh, uh, let's see. How about uh, Duo Fertility Monitor? Uh, hundreds of UK women have used the sensors worn under the arm to monitor body temperature and identify peak fertility periods to help themselves get pregnant. Although the tech now works with a standalone device, a smartphone app is in the works. Available stateside, I guess that's here, within two years. Price $800 for the device. And one year of service. Uh, Mobile Baby, this service from Swedish developer Great Connection, uploads hospital ultrasounds onto a cloud server so that users can share them with family and friends. Available in Scandinavia and the Middle East, uh, U.S. launch expected in 2012. Um, you know, some random uh, pieces. Uh, of course, Zio, the Zio Sleep Manager. Uh, sensors in a wireless headband detect patterns of light, deep and REM sleep. A companion iOS or Android app then turns the data into graphs and an overall sleep score, which Zio's website suggests ways to improve. That's available now, and the price is $99. So that's a low price point. Um, wow. Yeah, so let's see. Some of the other... Uh, going back to the uh, actual conference, these are, I'll just read you some of the topics. Um, um, this is kind of cute. Data liberation as uh, sort of a, a takeoff of uh, Todd Park, data liberation, making health data intelligible for the consumer. Panelists included uh, Ian Andes, president of uh, 4i Innovations, Carl Johan Dahlstrom, Head of Developer Relations for Sony Ericsson Mobile Communications, Charles Fickle, Director of Telemedicine Business Development, and Mike Stashak, Vice President of Marketing and Sales of Wahoo Fitness. Um, and then we had a luncheon keynote, The Doctor in Your Car. New platforms delivering health monitoring applications are being announced frequently these days, but none more interesting than the automobile. Why are leading automobile manufacturers looking to add health care to help sell cars? And what do you expect in the near future as they expand their vehicle options to help people manage their own health? And interestingly enough, the sensor here is your, is, uh, is your car seat, and it reads the stuff through your butt. 
<laughs> so that's it's like that's the future of cars and the future of healthcare is, is uh be, so be be kind to your butt is the uh yeah. the summary of that. Here's another one um, connected healthy kitchen. Home builders, appliance makers, social and digital media companies and nutritionists are all teaming up with technology to make science based, consumer directed health a reality. The win is personal health as well as as well as lowered health care costs. The trends present significant opportunities for both early stage companies and global brands to take part in the healthy connected kitchen. And now what I understand here is a smart refrigerator that can basically monitor inventory and order your food as well as track your heat eating habits against sort of a plan, an eating plan or a goal and serve you up reminders on a daily basis. So, you know, I, I can see where that you're either going to have a positive relationship with your refrigerator, you're going to be very hostile very quickly, you know. Um. <laughs> so you can't escape it. You go from your car to your kitchen and your phone's always with you. And, uh, um, you know, this, these uh, these apps and products are everywhere. So I guess that's a kind of a good or, good or bad thing, depending on how you look at it. Did you see the movie Minority Report? Can you remember back with Tom Cruise? Yeah. yeah. And, Minority, and they had the precogs who could see the future, and that they pre- did preemptive raids on people who were going to commit a crime, and they caught them in the act. They they had these sort of, sort of you know, these plug-and-play visual sort of uh, screenless, uh, and, you know, you know, you, you, it's kind of like a plastic, just, just a, a clear screen, and you're moving things around with your hands, okay? That that that's the kind of future we're looking at here. They have this. It's just amazing. I can't even I can't even do it justice. Wow. Hmm. Uh, I, I've been reading some uh, some reports and some stories from out of there. I mean, just uh, just the volume of people, the volume of press um, out there. Um, and I think you said this is your second year. What was it difficult to to uh, register as press that they? Uh, Give you the whole uh, a strip search type of deal. How tough was that? Well, you definitely have to jump through hoops. I mean, you you can't just uh, load a blog and then say I'm press and show up. You've got to have some history and a track record. But for the most part, um, there are quite a few people there, quite a few people from the press, both the sort of uh, you know the new press as well as traditional media. Uh, great, great. All right. So, uh, so how was your accommodations out there? I know you said on your first podcast there was no uh, Wi-Fi, and <laughs> I, I love how you guys kind of put that shoestring podcast together through your uh, through your iPhone and Droid or or uh, Google phone. I mean, that was pretty cool. That was. We we you you cannot make assumptions about hotels, and and we booked late, therefore um, the uh, the pickings were slim. So we got into a downtown Las Vegas hotel versus the Strip, where you have the main the main act, so to speak. So so we were in one of the older hotels. They didn't have Wi-Fi, and we just assumed we end the day do a sort of a wrap up uh, using local Wi-Fi, and when that wasn't available. The only option we had was um, um, we used two smartphones. Uh, my partner has an iPhone, and I have a, an Android. So we used one of the phones to dial into the Blog Talk radio server, and on the other phone we used to share the actual broadcast. I did the inter- you know the introduction, and then 
I took the heads, you know, the earplugs out of my ear, <laughs> handed them over. <laughs> <laughs> and then he picked it up but you know it, it kind of worked so uh, you know that's the one thing about social media it's agile <laughs> that's right yeah you gotta be flexible and uh, you know I, I I love I always love the intro and the closing music there for uh, Zanate Media uh, podcast there it's, uh, it's a good time thank you thank you Mike that's fun <laughs> kind of you say that um, so I, I, anything else? Uh, I mean, I mean, I know you covered a lot of stuff. I mean, is is there some you know really really big highlights that you're going to take away from this as opposed to to last year? Uh, because you know, just the 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 volumes of articles that are coming from CES, not only from the Digital Health Summit, but but from uh, from the rest of the uh, the conference is just huge. Um, is there something that you can kind of boil down to as far as you know what what, what your takeaway was? Uh, you know, versus last year. Well, you know, this backs up a little into health uh, policy questions. And, uh, you know, the digital health marketplace and all the innovators, developers, suppliers, and distributors of of the related products, they're really all banking on the theory that uh, improved access to information is going to enable more healthy choices and the aggregate of those micro-choices which have health consequences, are going to improve one's health. And the net effect of all of that is going, it's going to restrain the growth of, in healthcare costs. Now, that's the theory. And the, and, and the question is, will these devices, will these apps, will this ubiquitous connectivity and access uh, make the difference? And, you know, there's quite a few skeptics out there, including Ira Flato. I mean, one of the things that really blew my mind listening to Greg Lucier. Reed Tucks and, and um, Eric Topol was, and I know he didn't intend this. If, if you watch the video with Greg Lucet, he says, you know, healthcare is essentially free to people, you know, and, and I think the point he was trying to make before he was quasi rescued by Dr. Tuckson, who said, I think what Greg means is this, and then he went on to spin it. But Greg was trying to say that because of this third party, inter, in, you know, this third party relationship where the pair, is where there's a situation where you actually have third-party coverage. There are 50 million people without health insurance. There's 25 million, at least 25 million, who are underinsured, you know, are getting killed by co-pays, deductibles, and non-covered services. Uh, but he said, you know, healthcare is essentially free to people until patients, consumers have skin in the game. We're really not going to take doing what's necessary to stay healthy seriously. So, I mean, when he said that, uh, you know, the jaw dropped, and Ira Flato said, what do you mean healthcare is free? You know, and then, so that went on. So, this is a grand experiment. Can access to data that's been perhaps curated and delivered in such a way that it that enables smart choices, can that really drive and support a healthy lifestyle? And ultimately, will that, in fact, restrain uh, the growth in uh, well, healthcare inflation, and so it remains to be seen. So obviously, Fitbit is big. You know that Fitbit right. device is awesome, and 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 they're going to be Fitbit uh, derivatives and extenders and competition products out there. But uh, um, I, I'm really excited because I'm a I'm a Zio a Zio newbie, and I'm an aspiring Fitbit. Uh, aficionado, so because because you know I'm I'm 
you know, in the boomer generation, and so far my health has been pretty good. But uh, I don't have the best, uh, you know, I surf and I do some exercises. I don't have the best eating habits. So I'm going to start, you know, having skin in the game here of, of using these apps. I use RunKeeper as an example on my Droid, which tells me how far I ran, what my average pace was, you know, where I stand in relation to last fat, you know, best segment I've ever run, you know, quickest, longest, whatever, stuff like that. So, you know, I, I think it's fascinating and it's an exciting place to be, and uh, it all remains to be seen. But, you know, quite honestly, I don't know what alternative we have. The obesity is an epidemic. Uh, um, diabetes is on an uptrend that's unsustainable and very scary when you look at it, uh, both in the United States and globally. So if this stuff doesn't work, quite honestly, I don't know what will. So, so like other, you know, uh, type of treatment plans and, and uh, you know, even going up to prescription drugs and that type of thing, these type of treatments, whether they're apps, whether they're products, um, really the next step is, is getting the data um, and, and, and is it going to help, you know, a, a group of people, kind of a mass population? Um, and if they can get that data to say, hey, you know, if with these people get have this app, then your you know blood sugar gets better over three months, or your blood pressure gets over better over three months. Then that, and do you think then at that point, then then payers and things will come through and say, oh, you know, this treatment implementation, you know, will help patients, but also potentially would save us money, and and that's where we can kind of you know help help patients out there with that. Yeah, I, I do, and and. And not that it was part of CES, at least to my knowledge, I didn't see him there, but iTriage, Aetna acquired iTriage, Peter Hudson and Wayne Guerin, two ER docs. They wrote an app called iTriage, and, uh, you know, basically, you know, uh, locates you and tells you where the nearest hospital or urgent care center is when you need sort of urgent or acute healthcare services, and, uh, so Aetna saw the wisdom of, gee, you know, that, that's a great trafficking device, not just for consumers in general, but for our members who we want to drive to, you know, preferred hospitals and such. So there's a tool right there, you know, that enables not, not just delivering data, but, but it's a decision support system, proactive decision support system right in your hands that, that's good for you, it's good for the health plan, it's good for the employer. That's a triple win in my book, and that's, that's a direct application of this technology, you know, to smart uh, um, healthcare choices. Did you say that you had a Fitbit? Because I was thinking about getting one. Uh, I'm I been I haven't bought it yet, but I've been to Quantified Self here in San Diego, and I watch the others get up there and do their sort of you know, show and tells. And I go, yeah, I gotta do that, you know. And uh, but after Vegas, seeing their uh, big announcement and how sexy that whole thing is, I, you know, I gotta start walking the talk. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think I think I might have to have to get myself a Fitbit and start talking about it or blogging about <laughs> it or something like that. So because hey, if, if if we don't do it, no no one will do it, you know, Greg. That's right. Um, so before I let you go here, um, I want you to tell the people about uh, Zanate Media, ZanateMedia.com, and, and uh, some of the uh, shows and podcasts that you have here on the uh, Block Talk Radio Network. Well, thanks for that opportunity, Mike. So I tweet, and my handle on, on Twitter is at 2 Guru, and uh, have a company called Zanate Media, and we're in the digital media marketing communications design space. And we go to a lot of conferences. I do a lot of uh, sort of guerrilla media 
Um, and uh, we will have on our site uh, uh, lots more videos from uh, CES, and it just takes uh, going to take some time in post production to get the, to tidy these things and up and get them up on the site. But uh, they're all up there for free, and your your enjoyment. We're in the sharing uh, uh, what we learn with with people who have an interest in the kinds of things that we follow. And uh, it's not just healthcare. We're in healthcare, action sports, e-publishing, and um, and uh, and the arts. So um, if you're if you have a interest in anything in the, in the digital media space, how to set up and architect these platforms in such a way for your company to deliver a message, um, give us a call. I'd love to hear from you. And I know here at Block Talk Radio, you have uh, this week in digital media. Um, I think you have a, uh, is it just oncology or and uh, ACO Watch? Is that uh, part of the uh, Zonate Media Empire here on uh, Block Talk Radio? <laughs> yes, it is. Those are the we do a um, ACO Watch a midweek review for those of you who are in the uh, health reform world. Obviously, you know about uh, the, the Affordable Care Act and the. Uh, Provisions for Accountable Care Organizations. We blog on ACO Watch, and we do a weekly show this week, uh, or, or um, ACO Watch and Midweek Review. As far as cancer and oncology, we have a joint venture with Dr. Richard Just, at Kimosabi1 on Twitter, and we do weekly uh, shows on This Week in Oncology, where we talk to uh, uh, leading voices in the oncology space and blog at justoncology.com. So yes, we keep pretty busy. We're we're trying to walk the talk in this digital media st- space of of not just consuming, but actually demonstrating how to deploy these platforms in a either generic or privately bl- branded way. So uh, we have a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, as you know. You've been handling. You've been doing this for a while. It's it's not easy to uh, to do all this and and have a life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, but it, it is a lot of fun. So, uh, so I have to say that. But, uh, uh, but yeah, you know, whenever Zanate Media and uh, goes uh, and infiltrates and embeds itself in a conference, uh, you know, definitely let me know. I, I would uh, definitely be interested in maybe being a mercenary correspondent or something like that coming out and oh, uh, hanging out with I, you. Oh, I, I, that'd be a good time. I would, I would love that. And all I can say is that when when we attend, and you know, when I attend a healthcare conference. There's definite. There's definite a digital. There's definitely a digital footprint that's produced uh, for the conference participation. So, if you want to be visible out there, you definitely do not want to forget the social media angle of your conference. So, be mindful of that. Uh, Greg Masters. He's from ZanateMedia.com. Follow him on uh, uh, Twitter at Two Health Guru. And uh, hey, thanks a lot for coming back on the show, there, Greg. We should do this a little bit more often. Uh, it's always fun having you on, and I, I enjoy your uh, your your shows and podcasts and, and your videos here. So, uh, it's going to be a great 2012 for Zanate Media. Well, thank you so much for having me back, Mike. All right, thank you so much. Uh, have a good night, and uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Okay, bye now. All right, kids. So uh, we have less than two minutes here left. So uh, thanks to uh, Greg Masters from uh, ZanateMedia.com. Definitely check out their website there, uh, ZanateMedia.com, and uh, they have some videos there. And you can actually see Mr. Masters himself on a video there. So if you're wondering what he looks like and what he sounds like, uh, you can, there's a video of them, I think, uh, day one, I believe. So you can uh, check that out there. Uh, and also check out their numerous shows here on the Block Talk Radio Network, um, including uh, This Week in Digital Media, and uh, that's always a, a good time there, and also ACO Watcher This Week in uh, 
Um, I think it's ACO, uh, but you can search that on Block Talk Radio. I apologize for messing that up. Uh, but uh, that's all I have for you here uh, this evening. So uh, thank you all for uh, joining me. My name is Mike Savella. Um, also, uh, check me out uh, at uh, familymedicinerocks.com. Also, follow me on Twitter as well at uh, Dr. Mike Savella, D-R, Mike Savella. And uh, stay tuned to the website there. I'll try to keep up my blog, and I'll try to keep you updated on these uh, next uh, shows here. So uh, no shows next weekend. I had a schedule change. I'm going to be on call next weekend, but... Uh, Keep track of me at familymedicinerocks.com. And with less than a minute left, I will say good night from northeastern Ohio. It is 8 degrees Fahrenheit, kids. Stay warm out there. Have a good week. Good night, everybody.